start off with this morning. Are your parents proud of you? Are your parents proud of you? That, now, that would probably evoke uh, one of three emotions or one of three responses. Number one, uh, some of you might uh, unequivocally with great confidence say, um, uh, yeah, they're proud of me. That, so that, that would evoke some, the emotion of joy. Yeah, I know that my parents are proud of you. And, and hopefully some of you know that because your parents verbally state that to you or you just know it because of, of the way they treat you. It also might evoke some sadness because some of you might be here this morning and yeah, maybe you know they're not proud of you. Or maybe it will evoke some, some confusion because you're not really sure. You're not really confident. You're not really sure. You hope, but you're not quite sure. It, it really evokes emotion in, the, in us because, because I think that's just a natural, natural thing for us to want our parents to be proud of. So all you have to do is watch kids playing sports, uh, watch kids in programs and, and as they glance out to make sure mom and dad is there, if they do something good, look out to see, did mom notice that? Did, was dad watching when that happened? To know that, that it's only natural. We, we want to, if we're a son, we want to hear our father, our mother say, that's my boy. Or if we're a daughter, for them to say, ah, yeah, she's my daughter. And I know this is to be true just because I see it. And literally, I, I know it for myself. I've always wanted my parents to be proud of me. And, and even though my dad wasn't very good at expressing it, uh, I, I knew that he was. And, and, and that was a natural desire. L- uh, last weekend, Reed and I made a fast trip to Springfield and we watched our grandson Isaiah play basketball. And he was so excited to have us there. In fact, he got upset in the second half because he hadn't scored in the first half. I mean, he had four or five buckets and we're almost in and dipped out. And, Midway through the second half, he started getting upset because he so wanted us to be proud of him that, and, and, and he didn't think he was doing well enough to, to evoke that, that he got upset with him, himself. So, boy, kids want, uh, kids want their parents to be proud of them. So, so let me just as a side note, this is free of charge. It's really not part of the sermon. Uh, but parents, just as a reminder, we do have some control over this. Parents, uh, we we do have some input, and, and so let me encourage you as parents: if you if you don't verbalize it, then start verbalizing it. If uh, if you're not confident your kids know that that they're loved and you're proud of them, then let them know that. Don't don't let them answer. I'm not sure. Uh, be sure to let them know that you're proud of them. In in the same way that we want our 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 dad or our mom to be proud of us, I think we have a inbred desire to have God proud of us. Uh, we want our Heavenly Father to look down upon us and say, that's my boy. Well, that one over there, she's my daughter. So, so let me re-ask that first question and, and change this a little bit. Do you think God is proud of you? Do you think God is proud of you? I, I would, would assume that there, there's a segment of, of us here this morning that are answering to that with with quite a bit of confidence. Yeah, I know that God's proud of me. I know that, that God is happy with what I'm doing. Maybe maybe some of you would answer, I'm not really sure. Maybe he is. At least I hope he's proud of me. I'm not confident. I'm not really sure of that. And some of you might, when, when I said that, some of you might have, whether you did it physically or, or maybe in your spirit, you might have hung your head a little bit in shame and thought to yourself, man, 
if God really does see everything and he really does know what I do with my life, then uh, no, I'm pretty sure he isn't proud of me. In fact, I think if I were to poll our group here today, if I were to poll the church, if I were to poll those that are watching live this morning, or to watch this a little bit later on, if I was to poll our group, I think that a majority of us would identify ourselves in the latter two categories. I think a lot of us would say, well, maybe he is. I'm, I'm not 100% sure. I hope he is. I, I'm at church, aren't I? And surely he's got to be happy about it. I, I'm watching, I'm watching the sermon and I'm watching the service. Surely that, that counts for something. Or, or, or some of you would just write out, be honest with yourself and say, man, I don't think he is. Well, if you find yourself in those two categories, I've got some good news. I have a verse for you. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to, to Psalm chapter 37. In fact, if you're in that first group and you're confident that God is proud of you, then, hey, this ver- these verses are for you too. Uh, th- this just reiterates the, the, the reality and the truth and, and gives you a little bit more, uh, more encouragement. So if you have your Bibles, Fli- or Philippians, where'd that come from? Psalm chapter 37. Uh, we're going to look at two verses there, verses 23 and 24. And here's what it says there. Now catch this. Uh, and, and I want you to look, there's, there's a word that just to me jumps out, maybe a couple of them that jumps off the page here. Uh, see if you can, can, can notice those two or the ones that I think do anyway. If the Lord delights in a man's way, he makes his steps firm. Though he stumble, he will not fall, for the Lord upholds him with his hands. I, uh, I, I think there's a, potentially a couple words that jump off that off that page and and so let me let let me start by asking uh the question as the title of the sermon are you a delight do you think god is happy with you this morning i i hope to answer that question and one of the words that jumps off the page to me is is simply that word delights if the lord delights if the lord is happy if the lord is proud if the lord delights in who you are i hope you i hope you saw that and i hope if you catch nothing else this morning, I hope you catch from this verse that there is the potential there. There, there is the reality there that God can see us, can see someone that belongs to Him and delight in that. So, so I want you to remember that. Uh, I, I hope you realize that when God sees us, He can, can delight in us. His face can light up with joy because of us. I hope when you saw delight, your, your image of God looking down upon you, just waiting for you to mess up and to make a mistake so he could pound you. I, I, I hope when you saw that word delight that that, that vanished, that idea of what God is and what God might be thinking of. I hope it went away. The truth is God can delight. I hope that's the word that jumped off the page at you, that God can, that God can see me and delight. God can be happy. God can be proud of who I am. I'm afraid, though, that for some of you, a different word jumped off the page. Maybe you saw delight, and for a second there, you had a little bit of hope. You saw delight, and you thought, wow, that's kind of a cool word. And, and then you thought of that other word that maybe jumped off the page at you. It's actually the first word of verse 23, if. See, some of you think that way. Some of you, when you want to believe that God can look at you and love you and God can look at you and be proud of you, God can look at you and delight in who you are, and God can can just love you even with your faults. Some of you always go back to that, well, if. The, 
the, the truth here is that, that that word's just a transition word. It it could have been when or because. It could have led us. Uh, it just leads us to what the statement is that God can delight us. So let me ask that question. Let me ask this question over here this morning. Because I want you to understand, if you're one of those people that saw the word if, if that jumped out like, okay, God, okay, I believe that God can delight, but oh golly, I'm that if part. I'm that, I don't know that God delights in me. Let me, let me ask you a question. If you can answer this in the affirmative, affirmative, I want you to raise your hand. Now I'm hoping that no one can raise their hand on this. And if you're, if this is true of you and you're not comfortable raising your hand, then it's okay. You don't have to. But let me ask this question. How many people here today, get ready to raise your hand if this is true of you. How many of you here today are a murderer? Any murderers here today? Literally? Okay, I want literal. I don't want to go like, well, let me take your confession, brother. <laughs> Let's pray for Gary here. <laughs> you're, th- you're thinking way deeper than I am. So that's... <laughs> But you know, the guy that wrote that verse from inspiration from God, speaking God's breath, the guy that wrote that, and, and, and in writing it, he was including himself in the group that God delighted over. The one who wrote that was a murderer. He was an adulterer. He was a doubter. And yet God could still delight in him. So so if you're struggling over that word if let, let me remind you of this if God can delight in a murderer, adulterer, doubter like David, he can delight in you. Now let's look at these verses and and we're just going to walk through two simple steps that I see see one for verse 23 and then for verse 24. Verse 23 talks about right steps. Let, let me read that verse again. The Lord delights in a man's way and really he's kind of talking about his his life but but illustrating it as as a journey or, or walking uh if the lord delights in a man's way he makes his steps firm now i'm gonna i'm gonna start out with the the invitation right now so we'll have invitation song at the end of the service but let me go ahead and do the invitation right now if you are not confident if you are not assured that you are taking the right steps, as as David's talking about here, and I'll explain that in a second. If you're not 100% confident that you are on the right path, that you're doing the right stuff, then then I would encourage you when the sermon's over to come up front. I'd love to talk to you. If you're not comfortable with that, slip me a note on the way out or hang around after church and say, hey, can I talk to you? Call me tomorrow morning and, and, and we'll set up a time to, to sit and talk. But but the reality is the right step is simply, have you accepted Jesus as your Savior? Have you have you confessed Him? Have you repented of the the wrong in your life and the sin in your life? Have you actually said to God, I want you to be a part of my life? Jesus, I want you to take the sin out of my life and make me a new person. Lord, I want to be obedient to you in baptism and and be buried uh, alive so that I could come uh, uh, back alive in you. If If you haven't done that, if you're not confident of where you stand with that, then the right step isn't isn't talking about you. You're not there. But if you have, if you have done those things, then then know this: the Lord delights in you. There is a promise there. There is a promise that if we take 
the right step, and that is his being a believer and accepting Jesus as our Savior and living for him and being his disciple. If we take the right steps, there's a promise. And, and I want you to understand this. That promise is real. The fact that God can delight in you is real. I know some of us struggle with that. We think God certainly looks at me and thinks, well, he's a, he's a filthy sinner. God, sinner. God looks at us and says, man, he just messes up. Or God looks at us and says, man, he can't do anything right. But in the reality, if we've accepted Jesus, then God looks at us and he delights in us. When my oldest son, Brian, was a junior in high school, I got up early one Saturday morning and went to the high school gym at DeKalb and and uh, and rebounded for Brian as he practiced his his shooting. He he had had a couple games in a row where his shot was off. Brian was starting on varsity as a junior, and he 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 had struggled a couple games. So we got there early. There was a basketball league that was going to be in the morning that I ran, and so before that started, I was out there helping him. I was I was giving him some some tips on his shot. Now I don't think any of you've ever played Pat. You may have played basketball one time. Uh, I I love to. I love to pass to other people when I play bass. I love the assist. Not because I love the assist, but I knew if I shot, I was going to miss it. So I might as well find something else to find joy in because, because I was a terrible shot. I mean, I, so, so really me telling my son how to shoot was kind of, I don't know why he was listening to me, but he did. Um, and, and I, when I got there that morning, I was helping Brian. I, I wasn't feeling quite right. I was feeling just, I just a little funky as the day went on. And, I refed a couple basketball games. I got feeling a little bit worse when the, the games were over. I felt my forehead and I felt like I had a temperature. I got home. Rita took my temperature and sure enough, I, I was running a fever and I laid down. I thought, you know what? If I sleep a little bit, I'll be okay. Cause that night, that was a Saturday night. That Saturday night was the championship game of the Osborne tournament. DeCab against Osborne and, and, and boy, we didn't like Osborne, but who was the kid? Jeremy, uh, Jeremy Lear. Oh boy, Jeremy Lear. We wanted to beat him. He's a nice kid, nice kid, but. But oh, we hated losing to him, and we had already that year. And and as the day went on, I got sicker and sicker. And I I, I got up. I don't know what time readers would leave, and I said, "Okay, I'm 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 going to go to the game." And she says, "No, you're not. You're not going to the game." And she sent me back to bed. I think that might have been the only varsity game I missed of any of my boys and 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 my daughter Crystal. And uh, I don't know about ten thirty, eleven o'clock, they come rolling in the house. Now this is day before or uh, days before cell phones and they come rolling the house and they're making all kinds of noise Rita comes running up the stairs you're not going to believe it Brian hit a game winning three point shot at the buzzer to beat Osborne luckily she said hey someone's got it on tape you'll be able to watch it but but I want you to know then and later on when I watched it on tape man my my chest just swelled with pride Wow, game winning shot Against Osborne in their gym, Jeremy Lear had to cry over to the. Oh, it was great. <laughs> uh, the two years later, I remember sitting at uh, at uh, Missouri Western's uh, field house watching a, a district game or sectional game, whichever it was, and and I watched Joel make uh, like seven out of eight free throws at the end of a ball game to send us to victory. So we could go to the net. We lost our next game, but but move on a step further. And I remember thinking, "That's my boy. I'm proud of him." I think it was that year or the year before, uh, watching my daughter Crystal run at the state track meet, uh, 
Pat and Vicky, you guys were there. Sean was running that year as well. And watching her run and, and medal. Okay, with a seventh place medal, but it's still a medal. Medal in a state of four by eight meet. And, and, and a couple years later, watching my son Caleb catch a fourth down pass and for a first down to keep a drive going that led us to victory so we can make it to the state game where, where they won the state victory. Now, I, now, hey, I, I'm, I'm proud of them for more than just sport. You, you know, I love sports, so I talk a lot about that. But you know what? I'm proud of who my kids are. I, I'm proud that my boys change dirty diapers. Particularly that I have grandkids because I don't have to do it anymore. I can just say, no, Joel, you're doing it. Brian, Caleb, you're, you're, I, I'm, I'm proud that they they become the fathers and, and, and the husbands that they are. I'm, I'm proud that Crystal broke away from the chains that, that, that had bound her before she came to live with us and became the kind of mother that she had always hoped to believe, the kind of mother that she saw in Rita and, and has become the, the type of, that type of mom that loves and sacrifices and gives. See, I'm, I'm proud of my kids, but I'm sure you're proud of yours as well. Uh, if you can be proud of your kid when, when in peewee basketball they make a bucket and your face lights up and your chest pops out with pride, if you can be proud of your daughter when she does a, a perfect backflip in gymnastics, if you can beam with pride when your kindergartner sings their solo at the school Christmas play, if you can be proud of your son and daughter because they're valvatorian or salutatorian and they stand up in front of their class and give the speech, or for some of you, you can just be proud that your son or daughter graduated from high school and you beam with pride, they made it. If we can be proud that our kids are doing well in life and are doing good things, then please understand. And you understand if we can have pride, then can't God? Can't, can't God look at us? Can't God see you where you are and delight in who you are? If the Lord delights in a man's way, it's that, that, that's kind of a question, but it's a statement. The Lord does delight in our way. See, it's, it's real and, and it's, it's relevant. See, when we take the right steps, he, he does delight in us. If you have Psalm uh, 37 open, go back to the start of the chapter. Uh, just start with verse three. We're not going to go to verse one, but verse three, we'll read a couple verses there. I, I just want you to see this idea reiterated again. Trust in the Lord, verse three says, and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Delight yourself in the Lord. Now this adds a little bit different flair to it. We're, we're to delight in God. And when we delight in God, then he delights in us. But, but delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will do this. He will make your righteousness shine like the dawn, the justice of your cause like the noonday sun. Wow. 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 There, there's also power. There's power when we realize that God can delight in, in, in us. And, and it starts out with a blessing. There really has been no, no better example of this than, uh, than our weather recently. How, how many of you have, uh, have stepped out of your cars or, or maybe got into your cars and headed down the highway the last, well, this whole winter? Uh, wh- what would you rather drive on? Would you rather drive on ice covered roads or would you rather drive 
on a road that's dry and clear and the sun is shining and it's obvious there's not a bit of speck of snow anywhere. I'd much rather drive on that kind of road than the icy roads. Uh, one day last week, I think it was Tuesday, was that the day we had the freezing rain? I, I got out of my car about, about 8.30 over here in front of the Parsons. I opened the door and I looked down on the paving material that Troy used for their streets uh, decades ago. Now, it's, it's, it's held up for, I don't know how old these roads are, but it's held up great. But it is not made for ice. I looked down and the bricks were shining at me. <laughs> and maybe some of you were there. And I'm like, I, I put my toe out and like, yep, that's slick as it looks. And I step, and, and really what I'm thinking is, cause across the, the, the road is, are, are, are the people in the extension office and there's all the courthouse and there's people coming and going. I'm like, I'm going to fall right on my face in front of these people. So I, I kind of looked. I didn't notice anyone out about. So I stood up and I literally, I must have looked like a, like a fool, but I literally walked from, from my car till I got to the grass hold and, and I just felt like I was skating until I got to the grass. You break through the ice and wow. The Lord, Lord delights in a man's way. Now, now notice what he says here. He makes his steps firm. See, there's power in that blessing no matter what comes our way. No matter how unsure of our situation we might be, God can make our steps firm. See, there's help. You don't have to do it alone. At, uh, at our son Caleb's wedding, uh, after the wedding and the, the dinner, there was, there was a dance as, uh, as most people do. And, 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 and as that was going on, I was sitting at, at the, uh, family table, uh, just kind of relaxing because I was wore out. It'd been a long day. It'd been a long week. And I'm just sitting there kind of watching people and, just taking a deep breath. And I looked up and I saw a, a young lady. Her name's Joy Farr. That, that was her maiden name. I don't know what her married name is. Uh, some of you know uh, some of her family. She's from Valley Falls area. But Joy was out there with her. Her, her little son, he was probably about 10 months old, maybe 11 or 12 months old. And, and she was out on the floor dancing. And, and some of you have done this. She had his had a hold of his hands and, and she was kind of swaying with the music. And he was he, his feet were just kind of all over the place. And she was holding him up kind of dancing with him and I just sat there and watched that and I thought wow that's you know that's just kind of cool to to watch that pretty moment and and, and then pretty soon she picked him up she picked up her son and she she held him in her arms and she continued to dance she I thought about kind of trying to dance to show you what she was doing I'll, I'll sway a little bit how's that she she swayed with the music which is about all I can do she she kept swaying with the music while she held him now, he was dancing before, but man, he was all over the place. But when she held him in her arms, he was moving perfectly with, with the music. Every move she made, he made exactly like her because she was holding him. If the Lord delights, because the Lord delights, he makes our steps firm. Now, for those of you that... Uh, that get caught up on that word if. Uh, I want you to look at the second verse there, which kind of talks about a righteous stumble. 
righteous stumble. Notice verse 24. And I kind of like that David tosses this in there just, just to, to bring the rest of us in, to make sure the rest of us that maybe have some doubts kind of, kind of pulled along as well. Notice verse 24. Though he stumble. Now the one, that one that's stumbling is the one that God delights in. Now don't forget that. Though he stumble, he will not fall. For the Lord upholds. The Lord upholds him with his hand. Now, now they will come. We, we, we will have stumbles. See, there's, there's going to be battles. We're, we're going to have battles. Scripture, scripture talks about that. If you want to hold Psalm open and, and flip over to the book of 1 John, very end of the New Testament, 1 John chapter 1, John talks about the, the plain and specific reality that we're going to battle against sin. John, 1 John chapter 1 verses 8 to 10 says this. John says, if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. So, so, so we're going to have sin. We're going to have battles, spiritual battles. But he goes on, if we confess our sin, he's faithful and just, and will and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar and his word has no place in our life. See, the reality is all of us are going to sin. I don't know, I can take the time to read it, but if you want to note uh, Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 to 12, Paul tells us that our battle is not, not, not against things of this world, but against powers and principalities. And, and, and we're fighting Satan, literally. There will be battles. We will have battles. And you know what, church? We are going to have blunders. There are going to be times when we blunder and we mess up our witness. You know, the truth is, I, I'm sure some of you, do, and, and, and I don't ask you to, to hold your head in shame on this, but I bet there's some of you that, that maybe have done some things that, that are just huge blunders, and you're just like, man, I messed up my witness. Maybe you were at one of those wedding receptions I was talking about, and they were serving cocktails, and I'm not in judge, in judge that. I'm going to drink my Diet Coke. But, uh, but maybe you had, had, had just a, a, a few too many, and next thing you know, you, you've made a fool of yourself. And the next morning you wake up with a headache, and I hope you do if, you, if that happens. Can I, can I say that? Uh, but you wake up with a headache, and you're like, oh, what did I do? Man, I made a blunder of my wit. Or maybe some of you struggle with, maybe, maybe you struggle with anger and you struggle with some of your words. And, and someone at work pushed the right buttons or actually the wrong buttons. And man, the, the top blew off and you spat it out in anger. And maybe you let some of those words that you, you don't want to use, maybe a couple of those slipped out and you went home and you just held your hand. I messed up my witness. Man, what a, Blunder. That's no, no, 24. Though he stumble. You know, they're, they're gonna come. We're, we're gonna, we're gonna have those blunders. We're gonna make those errors in judgment. Though he stumble, he will not fall. A few months ago, I did, uh, I performed a, a funeral at uh, the funeral home uh, in Hiawatha. It was a fairly small funeral, and the visitation was right before the service. And I'd I'd walked when I got there. I'd walked up to the casket and and uh, and viewed the body, and then I was walking off. And if you've been to that funeral home, it's got a small chapel and then a kind of a side room that's I guess for family. And 
although no one was sitting there. And I, I started to walk away. I was going to go around to the back and visit with uh, someone. And as what, what I didn't realize, if you've been in that funeral home, there's a little bit of a rise. The, the, the carpet goes up a little bit, and I hit that, and I did one of these. And I just kept walking. I didn't look back. I thought, maybe no one saw it. Maybe they all were prayerfully had their heads down and talking to each other. No one saw it. I, I made my way around to the back, and I talked to someone I knew, and they said, hey, you almost fell, didn't you? <laughs> Now, all I could think was, what if I had? Because <laughs> I wouldn't have gone easy. I would have gone four or five steps, and then boom, and everyone would have looked up and to see, it's a, <laughs> oh, whew, I'm glad I didn't fall. You know what? What's it say? Even though we stumble. Guys, and I'm not suggesting you do this. <laughs> Romans 6 tells us we, we don't sin so that grace may abound. I, I'm not saying, hey, go out and do it because God's going to hold you up, but 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 please understand the reality is when when we blunder, when we blunder, he will stay. He will stay. When when we make our or have our battles with sin and we have our blunder, God doesn't go anywhere. He doesn't turn his back in disgust. He doesn't draw away in shame. He doesn't fold his arms and look down upon us in condemnation. He stays. Though he stumble, he will not fall, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. Worship team, if you want to come up. Several years ago, I was, uh, I guess today's theme is weddings. I was at a, uh, uh, a wedding celebration, the, the dance. The, the wedding that day, uh, and we have our friends Pat and Vicki Sampson here. Pat preaches up at Barnard and they canceled service, so he came, they came over today and, uh, it was at, uh, Pat's nephew Dallas's wedding. Uh, and, and again, it's one of those things I, I, I told you I don't dance. Rita makes me slow dance a couple times and, and usually we have to have a slow dance before I can get her to leave uh, a reception. So any of you planning weddings, have the slow dances early. That way I can, uh, I can leave, but, uh, but, uh, we're sitting there watching and, and Dallas's grandmother, uh, Janice. Janice was a sweetheart. She was an interesting lady and she loved life. And Janice got up and, and I don't remember if she was with, walking with a cane. She was a little bit older at that time or if she had a walker. I know she wasn't very stable on her feet, but she got out there and I don't know who she was dancing with. She was dancing with the bride or one of her daughters or grandchildren, but, but she, Music hit her and she had to dance and that's who Janice was. I mean, when the spirit hit her, she moved and, and, and that day the, the music hit her, the spirit moved her and she had to get out on the floor and dance and she got out there and Janice was, Janice is about as conservative of a Christian lady as you could know. But boy, she liked to dance. <laughs> she might have even played cards. I don't know, but, but she got out on that dance floor. And I mean, she was, she was, now she wasn't dancing like she would have 20 years before, but she was dancing up a storm. Now, I don't know if Janice ever noticed it. I don't know if she saw it or not. I'm not sure if she sensed the presence or not. But standing behind her as she danced to her heart's content, standing behind her the whole time was her son, Mike. 
about two feet behind her, hands out like this, ready to catch her if she started to go down. Started to catch her if she went down. Would you know here this morning, would you know that God can delight in us? We take the right step. If we're following Him, He delights in us. And, and even if we stumble, and we will, He's not going to let us hit the floor. He's right there to hold us up. Father, thank You this morning that Your Word speaks truth in us. Help us believe this morning that You see us and You can delight in us when we follow You. Father, You know that we are human. And all of us have sinned, everyone except Jesus. And we're going we're, we're gonna to make some mistakes. We're going to blunder our way through life. We're going to have battles. And yet, Father, you're right there. You don't run away from us. You don't leave us. You don't condemn us. You're right there to hold us up, to keep us safe. Father, let that truth sink in this morning with every one of us here. In Jesus' name.